but I think it would be a good idea before we leave here uh, to think of a to think of a title. Like let's even if even if this doesn't get off even if this doesn't get off the ground, um, which I, I would like to see it through, but I, I I'm not going to commit just yet. But let's see if it does. And I you know, there's, there's a lot of ways that you can. So I wonder if we can just kind of think of one right now, and we can just we can run with it. Um, or some, the Elwood something to do with Elwood City, sort of the setting. What about? And I'll have to make sure that this isn't already a thing. What about what about Elwood City Limits? Ooh, I like that a lot. Yeah. That's really good. Elwood City Limits, you want to go with that? If that's not taken, let's go with it. All right. That was Lucas Mancini. Thank you very much, Lucas. Having fun isn't hard. When you've got a library card. My name is Will Young. Thank you very much for joining us for the pilot episode of Elwood City Limits. We'll see you later. Hey, that was fun. Yeah. Quite, I quite enjoyed that. I'll leave my phone in the other room next time. For the 200th time, welcome to Elwood City Limits, the episodic Arthur podcast. And yes, it's true. We've been doing this uh, for 200 episodes now. I think we'll probably take a bit of time near the end to maybe reflect on that a little bit because, well, first of all, I'm, <laughs> I've got a lot of stuff going on. I couldn't think of ways to make this super special. I always... I always get a little, um, draw a bit of a question mark when it's like, how do we celebrate certain holidays or certain anniversaries yeah. of the show? I, uh, I mean, my go-to is to do a Twitch stream or something, but it was not in the cards this time. No. Ciao, William. I'm actually, when you're listening to this dear leader, dear leader, dear listener, I'm going to be all the way in Italy. That's right. You're visiting uh, so, the you're visiting the homeland. Yeah, I decided 200 episodes of podcasting. I deserve to treat myself uh, and go to the boot. So I will uh, no pod no Twitch stream was in the cards, but we should do something. We should do one over. We'll talk off 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 mic about this, but we should do one sometime during the summer um, when both of us can find time. But that time is not going to be this weekend. So instead, we're going to take. A misty-eyed, uh, reflective trip down memory lane, uh, maybe a little bit in this episode. But we also have some regular business to get to, which is an episode of Arthur. Very true. And uh, Lucas Mancini is the one who's going to Italy, and my name is Will Young. Thank you for joining us for this one. Um, by the time you're hearing this, if you're hearing this definitely on the free feed, it will be up by now. Uh, patrons... As Lucas has said, he is going to be going on vacation, so our programming is going to look a little bit different this month, and I'll have a text post out on Patreon that everybody can read to find out exactly uh, what's going to be happening, but we have some cool stuff on the go. Usually this is where we read emails, but uh, none this week. You can send them in elwoodcitylimits at gmail.com. Thank you for the emails, by the way, Anonymous and Carter Lake. Thank you both. But now is a good time to mention, before Lucas makes his way, that it's time once again for the best of Halifax. We've mm. been doing this many, many years, and if you're uh, newer to the show, 
There is a local publication that Lucas and I are both fans of called The Coast, local meaning in the Atlantic Canada region. And every year they have their local awards, which are called the Best of Halifax. They have traditionally been given to businesses, restaurants and stores and stuff like that. But in the last few years, they have been giving them out to, well, I should say, they also... Uh, recognize artists, and in the last few years, that has spun out into the podcasts that are created around Halifax and Nova Scotia. So our goal, our not-so-secret goal for the past few years, is to uh, win a uh, uh, Best of Halifax award. There are bronze, silver, and gold awards. We'd be perfectly happy with bronze. Of course, we'd love to go for the gold. But the first step in this process, as it is every year around this time, is that we need to be nominated for the awards. And you can help with that. It's actually very simple. Go to the website vote.thecoast.ca. You will either have to create an account, or if you've nominated or voted for us in the past, you can sign into your thecoast.ca account. And then you can nominate us as best podcast in the arts category. You will have to type in Elwood City Limits. So please, please be sure to spell our name correctly. But otherwise, all you have to do is type it in, and then we will let you know when the voting season starts, which is usually in midsummer. I believe the nomination period is going on till early July. So you have a bit of time, but don't waste time because we really appreciate those of you who do take the time every year to nominate and vote for us. We have not won yet. But we have hopes, and we continue to grow every year. So maybe this year will be the year. We ha- we we want to try. Yeah, I mean, I always, I, I literally put the fact that we're nominated on my LinkedIn. Like, it says three times Halifax Best Podcast nominee on my yeah. LinkedIn. So um, this has a material impact in my life. Yes, in, in, in both of ours. It helps the podcast grow. It helps it be spread around. And it's something that will be for us to remember. Listen, this, this is going to this is gonna sound more morbid than I mean it, but we have less Best of Halifax seasons in front of us than we True. do behind us because this is episode 200, as we've said. There's not a lot of Arthur episodes left. It feels like there are. And don't worry, it's not going to happen for a good while but eventually, these Arthur, these Arthur seasons are going to start to get shorter, and we this may be, you know, generally reflecting on it, this is probably at least the second last opportunity for us as an active podcast. You know, who knows what the future holds, but what I'm saying is, is that we don't have too many more kicks at the can at this, and again, who knows what life is going to bring our way. So now's the time. Vote.thecoast.ca, create or sign into your account, and then nominate us as best podcast in the arts category. Please and thank you. We really appreciate it if you do. And as I've said in previous years, if you do nominate us, let me know. And I can give you a shout-out on the air or on social media, uh, wherever, as I did for Carter, who was the first person to let me know that he nominated us. So thank you again, Carter. Really appreciate it. And, of course, we want to say thank you to our patrons, patreon.com slash Limits. If you are a patron, you are hearing this episode of the podcast, the 200th episode, a week early. And you're also going to be hearing a new For the Kids, a PBS Kids podcast at the end of the month. Or you could be listening to our latest episode of ECL Origins, where we talked about Homestar Runner. It was a great show, and I really think 
But if you're a patron and haven't listened to it yet, you are missing out. Patrons are great people, such as Jake Bailey, such as Peebs, a.k.a. Pretty Cool Stairs. Thank you to Michelle Sprzynski, Valeria, and Mary Archambault. Thank you to Baby Show Addict and Gabby S. Thank you to Awesome Eddie 21 and Iman Salehian and Lauren Rodriguez. Thank you to Jeffrey Norris. Thank you to Melissa H. and Cecil Robinson. To Grace Cole, to Wolf Lover Zodiac and Ash. Thank you to Mamata and and to Alex Koblenz. Thank you to Thunder Yetta and Ryui. And thank you to our latest patron, Tiki Barber Fan. Cheers. Thanks, everybody, for supporting us. Patreon.com slash Elwood City Limits. But 200 episodes ago, we didn't have a Patreon. It all started the way that we are going to continue it on now, Lucas. We're talking about an episode of Arthur. And today, the 200th episode, which I was a, bit, I was a little surprised. And the 100th episode of Arthur, it was Elwood City turns 100. It was a big double episode. This time, much like us, it's business as usual with an episode called All Thumbs. Well, it's it's not just like any other episode because Arthur hits us um, with quite the cerebral hypothetical, uh, which is, Will, do you ever think about if you could do something one minute earlier or one minute later? And I was like, where's Arthur going with this? Is he going to start doing some butterfly effect stuff? Is he going to prevent like the JFK assassination? Uh, what, what would Arthur do with this power of being one minute either earlier or later. It's a very metaphysical question, and it's mm-hmm. something you would expect an adult to grapple with because it's, you know, as a kid, it's you have a bit of a looser idea of how time works. And as an adult, I'm there's probably countless situations where I wish I could have been one minute earlier or one minute later to avoid something, to maybe get somewhere in time. I don't know. It's... A really difficult question but the way that Arthur applies it he asks this question and he's trying to collect Buster for a movie if he he arrives at basically the top of the hour and he and Buster go to the movie no problem but if he had been one minute earlier picking him up no, no, no. So that's that's what would have happened had he been one minute right. later. Oh, sure right, right the right. reality is that the reality was one minute too early yeah, yeah yes yeah. So if he had been one minute, er- he was one minute earlier picking him up. So uh, fifty nine, uh, one minute to the hour. Then he walked in on Buster, and what was Buster doing? It was a little bit suggestive. You sometimes see this sort of gag in like I've seen this in Family Guy before, where it's like, oh, is Peter about to walk in on Chris doing something? And it turns out that Buster was sucking his thumb. Sucking his thumb, everybody. Yeah, Buster was sucking his thumb, and Arthur is in shock. In fact, he's so in shock, he runs away. I loved... I, I, I got a kick out of Arthur's running animation. There's a, There's been talk about running animation on Twitter I've seen over the past couple mm. of days, and it's just... Th- this one looked uh, especially funny uh, in terms of the ones that we've seen. But Arthur is in shock, and Buster is very ashamed. The movie's not happening anymore. And we'll get into why as we get into the episode. Lucas, did you suck your thumb at any point in your uh, childhood? 
Not that I can remember, my goodness. Um, n- like, maybe when I was a toddler, but I, d- I don't have any recollection of it. But we all have bad habits, Will, which this episode kind of gets into. Uh, and the word from us kids definitely gets into. I want to I- I- interview you about your bad habits. But what about you, Will? Have you ever sucked your thumb? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, big yeah, time. a big thumb sucker. Okay, interesting. Well, had I walked in on you thumbing, sucking your thumb, I probably would have reacted much like Arthur uh, in this instance. This was really funny. Like you said... It is, Family Guy is a good comparison because if this was a more adult cartoon, it would be a much more kind of sinister or strange situation Arthur would be walking on. But uh, sucking a thumb is a good shorthand for, like, embarrassing thing that you wouldn't want someone to walk in on. But the way that it, like, the way both of them just don't know how to deal with the situation, like, the amount of, of uh, awkwardness, Arthur exclaiming, uh, I'll be right back, and yeah. then running outside... <laughs> Um, that Buster is, like, holding his thumb out and, like, examining it. Like, in real life, you would just, like, simply tuck your thumb back into your hand. But he's, like, still holding his thumb out. Like, it's, like, stuck out. Um, and I just thought, uh, I thought the overreaction here, given kind of, um, how pedestrian, uh, our Buster's secret was uh, was really funny. Like I, I, I don't think it was intentional, but I was uh, chuckling quite a bit at this whole sequence. It's a little bit tricky in this situation to think of something that is analogous for what Buster's going through. They, they they continue to give it language throughout the episode, and it is a little weird, especially considering that like when I think about sucking my thumb, I was five years old or below. It was really like my first vice, I suppose. It did take a while to kind of break me of it, but it was also a very, very small part of my life. So Arthur in shock. Buster is trying to get in touch with Arthur to talk to him about it, but Arthur's too weirded out by it, and he starts to avoid him. Buster imagines that Arthur immediately runs home and is telling his family the moment he walks in the door. Uh, this is a this is a great imagination sequence uh, where Arthur walks into the house. Mom, Dad, DW come up. For some reason, Arthur in his own home whispers about Buster sucking his thumb. And I don't I don't know why, but there's some terrific there's there's some really great lines throughout this episode. And there's good ones from both mom and dad Reed. Um, They're immediately just incensed. They can't believe that Buster sucks his thumb. And dad Reed says he was always too goofy. I know. (laughs) It's like why he never liked Buster. And Mom Reed says that they have to, like, have an emergency PTA meeting right away to let all the parents know about this. And she says, my son hobnobbing with babies. Mm. Great use of hobnobbing. Yeah, I I loved how incensed they were. I loved how, like, yeah, like, sucking your thumb is, is this great social ill that uh, uh, has to be corrective. It's, it's like corrosive social behavior. Um, yeah, j- the more people overreact, and we soon learn that this, this sequence didn't actually happen. This was happening in Buster's imagination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the, there's quite a few imagination sequences throughout this episode. Classic Arthur fashion, you know, our anxieties are not necessarily uh, manifest, right? Our, our, it's always worse in our head. Classic Arthur situation. Um, but right. we get quite a bit of that in this episode. And that's, I think, the again, I, I don't know if this is intended to be as funny as I find it. But I uh, the, the, the something about something so innocuous like sucking your thumb being completely overreacted to to the par- point that they're going to have like an emergency PTA meeting is really funny to me. 
Well, and the other thing is that this is actually kind of consistent with Arthur's character. And this, of course, goes back throughout the history of this podcast. Arthur, so for Buster, he thinks that Arthur is going to tell everybody. Arthur is weirded out because he thinks that Buster sucking his thumb is, like, embarrassing. Like, it's an embarrassing mm-hmm. thing that he walked in on, and he keeps equating it to, like, Buster being a baby. And remember, like, many times we talked about this, especially earlier in the show, Arthur has this thing about not wanting to be seen as a baby. Like, he often thinks of himself, like, in the worst case scenario. Like, I think back to the episode with Cousin Mo, where it's like, he is, the 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 idea of him being humiliated in front of his family is being dressed up like a baby. He doesn't want people to think that he's a baby because he's a, it's, it's goes back to a childhood thing. If they want, children want to be considered as mature for their age. They want to be considered like little adults, even though they are quite young. And Arthur doesn't want to be seen as regressive as a baby. This It's this weird, I, I think trauma is a little too far, but it's this complex that he has and he continues to have. He, he also has his own imagination sequence where we see it from Arthur's point of view where he thinks that if he is accepting of Buster's thumb sucking, then Buster's just going to do it in public and it's going to be socially <laughs> yeah, yeah. embarrassing for Arthur. <laughs> we see it where like at school he meets up with Buster and he's like, Buster's like, oh great, I don't have to hide it anymore. And he starts openly sucking his thumb. Everybody in the school turns and <laughs> looks at them because th- throughout this episode – you know, Buster keeps asking, like, are we best friends? Or, like, like acknowledging that, like, our friendship isn't done because you saw me sucking my thumb. And Arthur imagines Buster puts his arm around him and with his thumb in his mouth just tells everybody, we're best friends. <laughs> and this is, like, the, the terror of this dream sequence is palpable. I'm one to get secondhand embarrassment, and this is, like, horrifying. Imagine what this would do to your social status in elementary school. My goodness. So that we have these two different, not sto- not stories, but essentially uh, trains of thought happening at, tw- at once. Buster is suspicious that Arthur is going to tell his secret to their friends. But Arthur is trying to keep this secret desperately, and he's re- he's got a bad poker face. So eventually, Francine is trying to get it out of him as they are. Everybody is in the cafeteria. Buster doesn't feel comfortable eating with Arthur, and Arthur's trying to not let on that he knows a big secret about Buster. There's some really great animation in this scene that I appreciated. Uh, as we did last episode, there's some funny faces between Francine and Buster as they're both pulling faces you don't normally see them do. Also, Buster's trying to figure out what Arthur's saying, and so every time he hears a hushed conversation coming from Arthur's table, his ears drift over that way, which I thought was a really nice touch. Uh, Also, uh, speaking of the animation, Arthur and Francine are just, like, eating bowls of kidney beans for lunch. Yeah, I don't know if this is, like, supposed to be chili or if it's just supposed to be... I mean, I've had beans before, just like out of the can, but uh, not in a cafeteria setting, no. No, and it, it, it looks like dry red kidney beans, which are usually something to go along with a main course, like a like a carb, not necessarily like all you're eating. And Buster, he, he thinks, again, he thinks that Arthur is spilling the beans to Francine, Muffy, and everybody. So he has another imagination where he moves away he takes a bus to the big city to start his life over he goes to an employment center where he tries to leverage the fact that he has 
uh, up to a grade three education and wants to work immediately. He's in a trench coat and he even there, even in the employment center, his identity as a thumb sucker is revealed because uh, Arthur places a phone call to the employment agency and they also do a magnifying glass sight gag on Buster's thumb. And we get this close up of Buster's wrinkly thumb. Again, a great like drawing. It, it, just, it looks really accurate. Almost disgustingly so, if you weren't ready for it. <laughs> I wasn't. I, I don't know if body horror is the right word, but the <laughs> the, the, the wrinkly thumb. Ugh, like I, 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 I don't think I've in my adult life. I don't think I've ever thought or considered thumb sucking this much. Like I certainly haven't thought about this in over a decade. No. Um, but yeah, something about the thumb with all the oil sucked off, so it's all wrinkly, is like really nasty. It's something you don't even really have to consider, like, unless you go, like, swimming and your fingers prune. But, yeah, nothing like that has entered into our minds for a long, long time. So Buster's trying to confront Arthur. Arthur's trying to, like, desperately not, like, not be seen with Buster and then also get away from everybody who's trying to figure out what dirt Arthur has on Buster. And then Buster eventually confronts Arthur. And in this confrontation, they're both on their bicycles after school, he... Arthur just ends up accidentally revealing this to Francine, who is overhearing. And she's actually sympathetic to Buster because of her own struggles with thumb sucking. Now, there's a there's a degree to this to which Buster equates this with, like, he. there's a line that he uses where it's like he's trying to talk to Arthur, justifying it. It's just like, it's like, I know it's a problem. It's my own problem, and I'm not hurting anybody. You you could definitely sub in some uh, more problematic. It's, it's Buster's talking like he has a drug problem of like trying to yes. kick the kick the habit of horse or something. But no, yes. he's just sucking his thumb. And Francine is, as I said, sympathetic, and she offers Buster. She has what looks like a little tube of whiteout, and Buster Buster briefly believes that it's an invisibility potion. Because he's like, do you have do you have an invisibility a potion that can make me invisible so that nobody uh, knows this about me? Francine pulls out the bottle. You do have an invisibility potion, but no, it's actually I've never heard of this before. I wonder if this is a real thing. It's a solution to put around your thumb so that when you suck it, it tastes bad. It's it, it's like uh, uh, maybe it's like methadone for the thumb or something. No, I, I've heard of this. It's 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 okay. similar to um, they talk about it a little bit in the. Um, the word from us kids where they're talking about other habits, but I've heard of this for like your nails. Like people put this stuff okay. on their nails and it, if you want to know what it tastes like, um, I know exactly what it tastes like. It's like if you put a, uh, a Nintendo switch game in your mouth, um, <laughs> it's that sensation. Like they use the okay. same stuff on the Nintendo switch games. So that's why if you put a Nintendo switch game in your mouth, it does not taste good. That brief period where everybody was trying to figure out the mouthfeel of Nintendo switch cartridges and amiibos. So Buster does, end up using it off screen but he's thankful to Francine and then eventually he and Arthur he goes to Arthur's place and they apologize to each other uh Buster is accommodating of Arthur's feelings but Arthur admits that he shouldn't have gotten so weirded out about it and in speaking to each other Buster realizes that he hasn't sucked his thumb since Arthur found out about it and he aims to keep it going it's they they had to find something here uh, to fit it is weirdly 
like anti thumb sucking and to be <laughs> well wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute i don't know if it's so weirdly I, you shouldn't be sucking your thumb if you're eight i guess but it's i i don't want to speak definitively because i feel like there are very good reasons for like i think it might be like um like bad for your teeth or something but it's also pretty maybe not socially but like in the comfort of your own home. <laughs> I mean, you know. I mean, sure, but I, I, I mean, I, 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 I kind of liked that it came down on empty thumb sucking. To be perfectly honest with okay. you, because I was interested. I in this in this egalitarian world we live in, I was wondering how you know lightly they were going to let Buster down, uh, and I was kind of into how the message was. Yeah, if you have a bad habit like sucking your thumb, don't be ashamed about it. Ask your friends how to stop. <laughs> well, and I guess that was what kind of threw me off is that Arthur is so the show is so rarely like definitive on an issue mm-hmm. like this. It's all it's mm-hmm. just like you know, thumb sucking's fine in moderation is more like what I expected. It was just like, no, stop sucking your thumb. I'm like, okay, okay, man. After after they brought that image of uh, Buster's like wrinkly thumb into the world. <laughs> I know this isn't how these animated shows are made. They wrote the script long before that, but the people behind that image knew just how much damage and harm psychically it was going to do. And it was like, they, they themselves were like, no, no more thumb sucking. We have to put a stop to this. <laughs> and now a word from us kids. This one's all about habits. What is a habit? The kids are sharing their habits in pairs and then giving each other advice on how to break habits. Now, getting advice from, what, an, a seven-year-old? Not not great. So, <laughs> I wrote down the, the habits and the advice, uh, give, both offered by the kids. Some of them are fairly common sense. Others are like, no. So the one we start off with is pretty hardcore. It's uh, one of the kids admits to lying to her mom and dad, and there's even like a <gasps> reaction from the from the kids watching. What I like about that one too is that um, th- this I for some reason I thought this word from us kids was actually pretty standout compared to others we've seen in the past. Like okay. I I really was entertained by this one, but yeah. So the one kid admits to uh, lying to their mom and dad, and then another kid unprompted's like, I think I have that habit too. <laughs> <laughs> And the advice is be more honest with them. Thanks. Great, yeah. great the job. Advice, the advice for all of these is pretty, pretty milk toast. But again, it added to the unintentional humor of it all. I actually, um, the next girl, for instance, like after that great advice, the next girl's problem is that she eats her hair, which yeah. she d- uh, yeah. kind of uh, uh, displays. Um, and I literally thought the advice was going to be like, don't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's funny that there are several kids throughout this segment that are like, I bite my hair. I bite my nails. And like early warning signs of anxiety. Neat. Mm. Well, then with, with the nails kid, I was like, let me tell you something. Listen, in the interest after hating on people th- sucking their thumbs, well, full disclosure here. Well, I, I bite my nails and I never stopped and I don't even mm. do it out of an anxiety thing. It's literally, I don't have to clip my nails because I bite them all the time. And I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've clipped my nails in over 10 years because I bite Whoa. my nails. And Whoa. I, now I'm not doing it in front of people, like you said about the thumb sucking. Uh, do you but, bite your uh, toenails too? 
I do not. I'm not like streamer XQC. I do not bite my toenails. Uh, that's foul. But uh, I, so I do clip my toenails. But yeah, my little nails. It's so easy. Just stuff them, shove them in my face. And yes, do I do I get a do I get a hangnail every now and then? Yes. Well, um, so do, do I. I do I bite that, it a little too far and it's a little sore? Yes. But I don't know. I feel like the biting the nails. I think that's like a scam. Big nail clipper wants us to not bite our nails. I just don't see the problem. <laughs> Um, one, I, right. and, and, and so here's another thing though, about, um, you know, you were thinking that the episode was going to be a little bit more nice to Buster and it came down pretty hard on him. Yeah. We kind of get the nice ending with this word from us kids segment. Cause one of the kids admits that they sleep with a stuffed animal. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, yeah, you and every alt girl I've ever met, buddy. Uh, <laughs> and then it turns out. The whole class is like, you know, that's not really that bad. Like, if, if that makes you feel good, you should just keep sleeping with a stuffed animal. I, I and, liked that. I liked that. Uh, well, and I, I like that because it's a couple of things. One, because, uh, yeah, some people never stop. I've seen it in my adult life. And then sure. two, um, I wonder if that whole class was all like, oh, we secretly also sleep with the stuffed <laughs> animal. So we're going to we're, – we all still sleep with our stuffies, so we're going to let this guy off easy. I'd be more likely to think that way. It was just very interesting of that we have had Arthur episodes where somebody sleeping with a stuffed animal is stigmatized, and Arthur can't admit to anybody that he still has Stanley. And now it seems that, you know, this was still about a decade ago, but it's more likely that kids will sleep with stuffed animals, and it is more accepted, at least at this age. I know that they might be a little bit younger than the Arthur kids, but I like this. I like that they all kind of banded together and be like, that's not that bad. That's like, that's not that bad. And it's hel- and it helps them to be a bit more accepting. Check out check out a store when they announce new Squishmallows, okay? Yeah. And, yeah. and see how many people lined up are children, okay? <laughs> this is the thing. It's like, this is something, yeah, I, I, I liked this too. I thought it was nuanced. It was whatever nuance that you felt was missing in that first episode, I thought they took care of with this little bit. And then the only other thing is that a kid burps after he eats, and the uh, solution is to say, excuse me, which you learn at a pretty young age because kids think burping is hilarious, and sometimes it is. Hi, everybody. It's Lucas, your favorite co-host from Elwood City Limits. Um, I want to remind you folks that if you like listening to the podcast, first and foremost, the best way to spread the love is to tell a friend who is interested in Arthur or podcasts or animation or hearing about Nova Scotia for some reason. But there's some other things you could do as well. For instance, you can follow us on social media. Twitter is at ECL Podcast. The Instagram is at Elwood City Limits. My pet project, the Twitch channel, which we do live streams on sometimes, twitch.tv slash Elwood City Limits Pod. And we also have a Facebook and Tumblr as well. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and youtube.com slash Elwood City Limits. That's where Will has been diligently uploading all of the episodes if they're not on your podcast listening service of choice if they aren't on one of those services let us know you can reach out to us on social media or via email at elwoodcitylimits at gmail.com 
Finally, the Patreon is where you can find all of our paywall content, patreon.com slash elwoodcitylimits. This gives you access to the Discord, where we have a bustling community, as well as some exclusive videos, audio bonuses, such as commentary for the various Arthur movies and more, as well as some of our additional podcasts for the kids, is where me and Will uh, cover all the PBS shows that aren't Arthur, as well as ECL Origins, where we really talk about any show from our childhood that we want. Uh, And most importantly, you get early access to every episode of ECL. You get to flex on your friends that you're getting it a week early. You can join for as little as a dollar a month at patreon.com slash Elwood City Limits. And now, back to the show. And now, back to Arthur! And we go from here to Kidonia. Lucas, wouldn't it be great to have your own country? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I actually don't think that that would be that great. No? Um, no, this whole thing, when we first heard the name of this episode, what was that show called? Do you remember Kid City or was it called? Kid, Kid, Kid Nation. Kid Nation. Okay, this reminded me of the now defunct reality show, single season reality show, Kid Nation, which I believe is all on YouTube. And listeners at home, if you have not seen this before, you should look this up. Um, I feel like they wouldn't be able to get away with it these days, but they basically let a bunch of seven-year-olds run a town, and it descends into chaos and anarchy. Oh, Uh, yeah. Kind of like how this both cold open and episode end up. It's yeah. There's some great YouTube videos about like detailing Kid Nation episode by episode. It's it's wild. It should not have been allowed to happen, but it's funny that it did happen. In this cold open, Arthur's specifically imagining himself as president of the United States, which best option. And he is in you know if he was the ruler of his own country, he gets to eat whatever he wants, including ice cream. He gets to do whatever he wants, including there's a big bed that's. Underneath, like a pie, like a giant pie plate with a dome, and they take the dome off, and it's specifically for Arthur to jump on. But then he goes out to address his country, and nobody is there. They set up all the the chairs, but there's only a recording of people chanting Arthur's name. And Arthur asks, Is it a country if you're the only citizen? So keep that in mind. Uh, yes, Arthur came up with the concept of sovereign citizens. <laughs> yeah, and, and we actually get a uh, a real-life mention of this very soon. The, the idea here is that Arthur and his friends are fed up with all the chores that they're given by their parents. We see Arthur being asked, to, or told, really, to help in the garden with Dad, and then he has to clean his room, which the, the part of that segment... Where Arthur has to clean his room. First of all, Arthur still fiddles with his glasses when he's when he's telling a lie. So that's again consistent. But mom asks him, like Arthur before he goes to run off, did you clean your room? And Arthur says, It's clean, kinda, which is a di- exchange directly lifted from Arthur and DW clean up. Now, at this point in the show, we are definitely seeing the reappropriation of old ideas like when I was looking on the Arthur wiki one of the things they mentioned about uh all thumbs is that it's very similar to like the binky has a nightlight episode 
It's a, it's a concept they've done a couple of times. But if you remix it with different characters and different things, like it's fine. It, it, it's fine. This is a case where it's like, no, this exchange itself is word for word something that happened in the second season. Which, again, it's not like, like come, on, come on, writers, get it together. It's just like... I, I notice I noticed this stuff. <laughs> Arthur can't even break away from DW, who insists that he help her make the very merry mook the very merry mook how cookie castle, which is like a, a gingerbread house kind of thing. I've also noticed in this season the punchline with DW, the common punchline, is becoming a little bit more rote, perhaps. We, we've we've had a few instances over the past couple of episodes of DW just going, "Mom, Arthur's ex." And getting him in trouble. Like, Arthur's looking at me. Or, in this case, like, like Arthur's going back on his promise. I forget exactly what she says, but something like that. So, mm, you know, not, not great. The group are commiserating about the chores that they have to do. So, it's Arthur, Brain, Francine, and Buster. They're talking about different things that their parents made them do. Francine says she had to clean out the cat's litter box. And she adds, never feed your cat leftover Chinese food. Yeah, I was wondering about that too. Um, that sh- shouldn't that be self-evident? I, I, I. It, it's I'm not a, not an animal owner, but I would never think to do that. I would at least <laughs> just like, especially because I want that leftover Chinese food. They, they're just idly kicking around the idea of like, what if we had our own country where we could just do whatever we wanted? And Brain gives us a bit of credence by mentioning the Principality of Sealand, which I'd never heard about before. I did a cursory glance at information it's a micronation and he describes this that is based on an offshore platform that is located in the uk according to wikipedia the population is only two but it is i believe guinness world record certified not that that means all that much these days but it's the smallest area of land that is claiming country status yeah, and I'm it looking has, at it right now. It's basically one building. It has a hefty sports section to its Wikipedia page, too. So you could really, I'm sure you could fall down a rabbit hole in terms of looking up micronations. But this inspires Arthur to uh, come up with the nation of Kidonia. And this is something that the four of them go all in on. They create everything for Kidonia. And we get it over a bit of a montage and as we see them roll it out. So. They have their own national anthem. They have passports. They even have their own flag, which is something that the kids made themselves. Their uh, Latin phrase on it is ludus, 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 which means game, game, game in Latin. They have their own salute. What did you think of this salute? They got the peace sign against the forehead. Yeah, is this? Do we see all this stuff during the the anthem montage? Then we see a lot of it, and then eventually, like other stuff comes in. Like they create a constitution, they have yes. their own currency, they have their own zoned territory, which is the treehouse. But they a lot of the visual stuff, yes, yeah. And and uh, the anthem, I thought, like, did you listen to the lyrics of the anthem? The anthem was really the icing on the cake, because. I feel like we we're so inundated with like the Canadian national anthem and the American national anthem that you forget like kind of how brazy other national anthem is, anthems are. And yeah. I thought that this was really like both in the cadence, both musically and in the lyrical content, very true to some of the national anthems of the nations of the world. Like when they're talking about being free from parental ter- tyranny, uh, I really got a kick out of that. In fact, let me let me put the the Cadonia national anthem here. Oh dear Kidonia, I 
They go on to create the Constitution of Kedonia, which comes down to three words. And honestly, this kind of goes hard. No rules, no laws, no chores. <laughs> well, it, it's, it seems like a good idea, but we'll see yeah. how it works out. It's it's more that I think that th- that those three lines go hard, not that the ide- the ideology itself. When they were like, mm-hmm. no rules, no laws, I'm like, okay, well. Uh, and essentially playing a little bit into this, Arthur announces to his family that he is part of the nation of Kedonia. So, for example, when Mom Reed asks him to clear the table, he says that it goes against everything I believe in as a member of his nation. But, of course, if he doesn't clear the table, he doesn't get supper. Or, sorry, supper, dessert. So, even though it goes against everything he believes in, he will do it this once. I thought this was going to be more of the episode, so I put it here. DW tries to create her own country to get out of eating broccoli called DW Land, but nothing really comes of that. Buster and Arthur are talking about having a uh, sleepover in Kidonia, which is the treehouse again. Buster mentions that his mother made him clear out his um, his like food collection, his weird food collection, and all he has left is Yamlet, king of tubers. But... As as I'm sure you could predict watching this, eventually Kidonia begins to implode due to um, ideological differences, especially when they create their own currency. It's ca- They're called kitties, <laughs> and it's essentially play money, and it's not even real currency. W- what it is, what I mean is that it doesn't act like, like cash. Um, Buster tries to use it at, like, a grocery store, and instead of having monetary value... To substitute that, it says, like, I will give you 15 minutes of free advice. Or later on, one of the ones that Brain gives somebody says, uh, I will create a word problem for you. So it's all, like, kind of a, um, not a barter system, but, like, a, what would that be called? Uh, like, a, a system, a financial system based on, like, uh, maybe I am thinking of a, bar- of a barter system yeah. based on, goods like, and uh, services. goods and services. Yeah, just based on things that you can do for other people. Buster immediately takes the more anarchic side of the no rules thing by putting socks over his ears instead of over his feet. And Francine thinks this is gross because she can smell his stinky socks all the time. And this ends up forcing her to renounce her citizenship in a huff. She walks away from Kidonia, and the boys get into further disagreement when they try to uh, break up a pretzel piece, a piece of a big pretzel. Um, They each get one piece, but then there's one left over, and Buster makes them play a guessing game of what he's thinking. And it could be literally anything. It's a worthless game, but Arthur randomly guesses. He says, aliens? Pizza? Aliens eating pizza? To which Buster says, well played, my friend. Well played. And admits that Arthur was correct and gives him the pretzel (laughs) piece. And that causes Brain to leave as well. And Buster and Arthur, this is this is this is where the real like in the in the Wikipedia article of Kidonia, this is where it all goes wrong. Because eventually 
Arthur does have to try to impose one rule. And them, the four of them being the enactors of the Constitution and stuff like that, there's no order as to who makes the rules or who doesn't. Buster spills apple juice in the treehouse, and it attracts ants. And this wouldn't have happened if Buster had cleaned it up. But he doesn't want to, which is the entire appeal of Kidonia. He doesn't have to do any chores or anything he doesn't want to do. So Arthur makes a rule that he has to clean up after himself, and Buster moves to what he says is Baxtervania. This whole episode, well, I don't know if you've ever spent a significant amount of time, and if you have, I, I, I feel bad for you because no one should ever do this. But I don't know if you've ever spent a significant amount of time on left-wing discussion spaces, whether it's Uh left-wing Twitter or left-wing Reddit or a bunch of places where people who listen to Chapo Trapos hang out. But eventually, you're going to start to see the the quote-unquote leftist infighting take place. (laughs) Uh, And basically, this episode is a microcosm of a bunch of people who got way into anarchism and it's like okay maybe you guys need to read some books about why this isn't gonna work out it's nice in theory you know with your with your chomsky your you know you guys aren't Noam chomsky you 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 haven't read Lenin. you don't know what you're doing you gotta do your homework you gotta do your chores eventually is is the moral of the story uh, and it was really funny to see that type of infighting uh from a lack of a social structure uh come together in this Arthur Arthur episode of all things so you're saying that the that Arthur and his friends are uh, a model of what is happening to the dirtbag left. To, extent, to Dimes to, Square. To, to, to facets of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Baxtervania, Aria of Sorrow. So Arthur eventually decides to come back to America, or at least to the nation of the Reed family's house. And mom and dad Reed have been playing along this whole time, mostly mom, of just uh, you know treating his passport as legitimate, stamping when he comes in. And so they allow this, of course, but it's under the eye of the new security chief, D.W., we do get a funny line here where Mom Reed says, you can stay in the house as long as you like, or at least until you're 30, which is funny. It's, it's So they're not the, as soon as you're 18, you're out the door family, but they do have an upper limit of 30. Yeah, I mean, listen, the, I think the, the 30 is more indicative of today's world. I think that's where everyone's <laughs> at in this economy. Uh, yeah. Yeah, this is after the housing crisis. So uh, definitely going to have some kids staying at home. Until they're until they're thirty, I I know some some kids, some people my age who are doing the same thing for various reasons, and it, it's all fine. Yes, yeah, so DW is the new security chief, and that's actually how we end the episode. We never get closure on like Arthur, Francine, Brain Buster being mad at each other. It's just DW is going to give him like a very uh, rough security um, uh, check in back into America, and that's it. The 200th Arthur episode, all thumbs, Lucas. How did this one strike you? I thought, I, I, I enjoyed this episode. It's not like an all-time favorite or anything, but uh, I was both disarmed uh, by the initial reveal. I did not expect Arthur to walk in on Buster sucking his thumb, and I did not expect it to both like traumatize them <laughs> to the point where we get an episode full of 
uh, these crazy kind of anxiety nightmares of all these uh, possibilities of what's going to happen if this information about Buster sucking his thumb gets out there. And whether intentional or not, I found it all really, really funny, and I, I found it immensely entertaining. And personally, I was actually kind of into the weirdly mean-spirited ending uh, where Ar- I know it's not for everybody, um, but sometimes I like it when, when Arthur could be a little bit um, anachronistic. And so I, uh, I, I enjoyed it uh, quite a bit. What about you, Will? I liked it a lot, too. It's probably my favorite episode so far of the season. I just thought it was really funny. It was, uh, you know, as much as I said earlier, that's a bit of a retread of a certain type of episode that Arthur's done a couple of times. It is, it was still very fun. And the ways that they essentially made Arthur and Buster dual protagonists of the episode was, was very entertaining. And I, and I really enjoyed all the faces, all the really funny lines in here. And especially that it's over something as like thumb sucking, which again, probably haven't thought of in many, many, many years, uh, either me or you listening, but it, it somehow, in having lo- low stakes as that, it makes it feel even higher. So, and it came to a pretty decent uh, uh, conclusion as well. I, 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 I really was endeared to this one quite a bit. I will say I did also like Kidonia, uh, not as much as uh, All Thumbs, but I thought it was an interesting idea to run with. I just felt that it didn't have. A, a conclusion it just kind of stopped which does happen with arthur episodes yeah. every now and then which is too bad but you know it's a very it's a it's a lighter episode and it is an interesting thing to explore of like how it's this is in very broad general terms and not with all that much detail uh how a country is run not even a country but just like a group of individuals it's like starting a um, a club in school or something. It's like eventually you can't just do whatever you want and you run into situations like this. I think it's a fun way to test that out for kids who might be thinking of doing something like that and it's very applicable. So a couple of funny lines in there. Um, some int- I, the, the concept of Condodia very well realized. I liked all of the assets and the theme and that stuff. I don't, yeah, I, I, I liked it. I didn't love it, but I thought it was fun. Um, what was the episode way back in the day where it was like a cult or something? Um, we have pins for it. The Buster, uh, oh, they also uh, wear straw the, hats. The the LPC. Yes. So kind of reminiscent of that, the kids forming kind of an organization, except that was more of like a militia where this is, is you know, a sovereign <laughs> nation. But yeah, I, I too enjoyed this episode uh more so kind of in retrospect than actually just watching it just I, I was kind of shocked that it even exists this weird <laughs> episode where the kids make an anarchist commune and the <laughs> the, the Arthur writers you know in the great are, are, when you see these leftist circles debate will people are either like are you a Noam Chomsky person or are you a hmm. Michael Parenti person right and I was shocked to find Arthur come down on the side of Michael Parenti so uh yeah <laughs> based Leninist Arthur Arthur, uh, no, I'm joking, I'm joking, um, but um, yeah, just one of those episodes that if you're an Arthur fan, you just kind of have to check it out, because it's pretty crazy, but I agree that in terms of, like, 
uh, plot structure, it does just kind of fizzle out. And in that last third is kind of the weakest third, where the, the, yeah. the first third, where they're coming up with all the rules, and you get to see kind of all the Kidonia ephemera, their flag, their anthem, their hats, their passports. That's the best stuff. And there you have it. That's how they celebrated 200 episodes of Arthur by really not acknowledging it at all. But that's okay. It uh, Not everything has to be a big uh, celebration. Uh, really quick, I will just say that, again, patreon.com slash Limits. Pay whatever you want. Get access to all of our side podcasts. So I mentioned that ECL Origins number four, uh, the episode about Homestar Runner, is our newest piece of Patreon content. Lucas is going to be going on vacation, but coming up at the end of the month, he will be returning, and we will be talking about another PBS Kids series called Jakers, The Adventures of Piggly Wings, which apparently Lucas has seen before, and I have no idea what we're in for. So we're going to be talking about that at the end of the month on Patreon. Uh, So patrons, watch out for that. Also, if you want to take a look at what our schedule is going to look like this month, I put up a quick text post or I will be putting it up uh, <laughs> Sunday the 12th. It will be going up. So depending on when you're listening to this, it either will be going up or it is up already. Nothing major. Just wanted to let you know what's happening on our schedule uh, for the rest of June and then hopefully business as usual for the remainder of the summer. And again, vote.thecoast.ca to nominate us for the best of Halifax. 200 episodes, man. 200 episodes. And you know, Will, we thank the audience a lot. We're always saying, you know, thank you guys for listening and writing in the Discord and writing us emails. And it's true, um, there wouldn't be a show without the audience. My my dear thanks. But, Will, I want to take the opportunity to thank you, buddy. I, I love you. And um, I would there, there, I don't think I've ever done 200 of anything, let alone talking to a <laughs> microphone on a weekly basis. And so um, if anything's come out of this podcast, uh, you know, the thing that's most dear to me is you as a dear friend. So I, I, I feel like you really grow to know somebody by having an hour-long conversation with them <laughs> uh, every week for six years. And so uh, even though, you know, we, we only see each other a few times throughout the year in real life, I, I, I really do... Uh, cherish our friendship and the opportunity to talk to you every week. So that's what I wanted to say. Uh, and of, I, I, yeah, that's even more important to me than Arthur or anything else. Well, and that's the secret, isn't it? Is that <laughs> the reason that we were able to get this far? I mean, the Patreon has been great and it has been a, um, it is great. And it's a sign that we're doing something that people are enjoying. You, the listener, may be enjoying. Even if you're not a patron, the emails that we've gotten. The correspondence on social media, the, I mean, the numbers, I don't pay attention to the numbers too much. I try not to. But all of the engagement that we get, the you know, good or otherwise, it's it's really let us know to, to kind of take the temperature of how the podcast is doing. So we really depend on you, the listener, for, well, everything for this show to exist really in the first place. Or at least I say that we did do this initially without really anybody listening except maybe our close friends and family potentially there was a period where it just felt like we were talking into the void but the reason that we were able to get past that part was not only when people started to send in emails and talk to us but it was just because it was so much fun it is so much fun and that the big reason is because i did find a good friend in Lucas. It's it's I mean it's too bad that 
it's it's like my dad has his birthday so close to Christmas, so it's just a little bit like in two months we're going to be talking about seven years of Elwood City Limits, hopefully. Um, but it really was something that I looked forward to doing every week, and it still is. But what I mean is when we weren't getting anything back for this, when we weren't even considering Patreon, when we were doing that first season in the radio station that we worked at, it was still, it was a blast to just get together and talk about these episodes. And you heard it at the beginning of this one. I put in a little bit of audio of what we sounded like. And it's very cool to know that not only have our voices grown as, you know, age has hit us in many ways, but we have grown as entertainers, we've grown as broadcasters. And I feel most importantly, our relationship has grown as well to the point where. <laughs> There was a there was a point I think it was last year where I was like I had four different podcast ideas, but the but the feeling behind all those ideas was because it Elwood City Limits helped us to become closer friends, and I want that for all of my relationships. Uh. But not every relationship needs to have a podcast. Nor do I feel Lucas that we need it. But this it really did help us to become closer with each other and. I can't imagine starting this, continuing this with anybody but you. It's helped me to realize just how special of a person that you are every every week. There's Aww. something there's something that you bring to the show and I know that everybody listening agrees. There's something you bring to this show that is an intangible that can't be taken away and part of that and the and us together is Elwood City Limits. And I never want to forget that. And I also want to thank you for sticking around for this long. And I, I'm so glad that it still brings you something and it brings me something enough that we devote our time and energy to making it the best that we can be. So thank you for your continued commitment and thank you for your friendship. I really appreciate you. Oh, you too, Will. And then we extend the same thanks to all of you out there in Radio Land. Um, we, of course, dearly appreciate you. Not only the Patreon dollars, but just your listenership. And also to all you folks in the Discord who are posting every day. I know Will uh, posted there a little bit more, but I'm a, I'm a habitual lurker. I still get those Discord notifications on my phone. I see it all. So thanks to all of you. And thanks to the, you know, Mark Brown for bringing us all together yes. as a collective. Uh, and your wacky, beloved character, Arthur the Aardvark, for, without him, there would be none of this. To Mark Brown, to PBS Kids, and to everyone involved with making Arthur a show that is worth doing 200 hours of content on. More, really. But rough 200 plus hours on, and we will continue doing that. Uh, as Lucas said, he's going to be going on vacation I'm going to be taking a little time off as well. Again, it's all detailed in the Patreon post, which is available to everybody. But we will be having a an episode of ECL with me and a special guest. We will be talking about Speak Up Francine and Waiting for Snow, which is the next episode of Arthur. One more time, thank you for listening to Elwood City Limits, and thank you for helping us get to 200 episodes. And we're going to keep going. And hopefully, together, the three of us, me, Lucas Mancini, and you, the listener, we're going to make it to the end of Arthur. We're going to, of course, life takes its twists and turns, so we will see. But let's see, let's see how far we're going to go. I'm Will Young for Lucas Mancini. 
My son's hobnobbing with babies! It's just, it's too good of a line. I, I, I don't blame, I don't blame you. We'll see you next time.